0: Hey everybody! So today, the kind of general topic for discussion is accountability, uh, and kind of how that relates to the job site, to relationships, and to parenthood or fatherhood, in my case. Uh, the three things that I kind of like to try tie each topic into, as they're kind of the, the most applicable to my life, and I'm assuming the most applicable to a lot of the audience out there so far, from what I've heard. And now. Speaking of which, I don't know how I'm going to follow up last week's episode. If you hadn't had a chance to listen back to it yet, I I really recommend it. It's probably the interview I'm most proud of, mainly because I did the least amount of talking, and Dustin was just had such a great story, and he was such an incredible guest to have on. Um, we have spoken since, and we're definitely going to do a couple of follow-up talks, because he just has so much more to give and discuss on the topic of becoming a paraplegic through his, his back injury. Uh, so anyway, we're definitely going to follow up on that again, I'm and now I'm kind of faced with the daunting task of following up that week's episode with a solo one. So here goes. Today's topic, like I said, is going to be account- about accountability, and I guess I'll kind of start in the way that it's applied to me in the job force uh, throughout my apprenticeship and now being a journeyman. You know, as an apprentice, I was very lucky to have a great journeyman and mentor at the time I mean he's still he's a great guy nothing's changed but he really taught me a lot in the trade and that was my my journeyman Scott at the time and I remember kind of the first way that he taught me to be accountable at work was anytime I would make a mistake be it a connection or a wire that was ran to the wrong spot or whatever it may be it usually happened to be connections a lot of the time any of you who are in the electrical trade it was three-way and four-way switches really got me crossed up at the beginning but Instead of just fixing it and then kind of not making me aware of the issue, he would make sure to point it out to me and then kind of as he stood over my shoulder or as he guided me, he would get me to change to correct that problem with my own hands so that I was able to learn through the process kind of see where I had messed up and then fix it myself. So I got that kind of sense of learning immediately. I knew what to do to change it and I kind of developed that muscle memory in my hands of just actually doing it myself rather than watching him do it. And that's something that moving forward, I mean, I've, I try to employ with any of my apprentices now, anybody that I'm teaching or mentoring in the trade. I just think that's a, a huge a huge lesson to learn and it's a great way to approach kind of mistakes or just oversights that you may make in the trade. Um, If somebody can kind of get you to correct your own mistakes, it just creates a much longer lasting memory. And that's something that I'm grateful for to this day. And it's something that I'm trying to carry on to this next generation of, you know, journeymen that I'm helping mentor along. And that being said, um, the mistakes and kind of the learning processes definitely don't end when you become a journeyman. If anything, what I found is they kind of you know, you kind of go through that beginning part where you're learning a lot of new stuff, making a lot of mistakes through first and second year, then third and fourth year, you're kind of slowly grasping bigger concepts, but they're kind of coming at at manageable steps. But then what I really found was, once you become that green journeyman, kind of you freshly get that journeyman ticket or whatever certification you're in, I have a feeling that it probably is going to be applicable across a lot of different jobs and careers. Once you're kind of given free reign, kind of the, you know, the kids' gloves are taken off and it's time for you to really kind of go about it your own way. You don't have that same level of oversight or people really guiding you. You're kind of assumed to know what you're doing. And now once you're in charge, I found that I had a whole new list of mistakes and just oversights that I made being a new journeyman because now all of a sudden I was in charge of the the topic or the, the job for the day. I was in charge of laying out my schedule as well as the schedule of an apprentice. And, you know, it's a whole new learning experience. It's something that, you know, you're always going to kind of be faced with with any new challenge in life. And so for me, and again, this is applying to trades directly, but I think it'll go across different careers. As soon as you're kind of certified in whatever your specialty is, and now in a position of authority, um, that comes with it a whole new set of hurdles. And, you know, it's it's good to keep in mind that you're kind of always going to be faced with these new um, learning experiences or, you know, the ability to make mistakes. And a lot of the times those kind of amplify as your responsibilities do within a company. So, it's just something to keep in mind do your best to kind of learn from mistakes as you go along that's kind of the whole purpose of being accountable is recognizing your mistakes learning from them and then carrying that new new knowledge forward and you know even in the last uh three weeks i guess it's been uh we had an inspection that came through and failed you know it's a few things that i had overlooked electrical code changes quite frequently it's something that i i didn't pay enough attention to and i i missed and you know it gets called on me. But now at least I've got that knowledge. I know not to make that mistake again. Uh, but don't ever think that at any point in the trade, whether you're a journeyman, or in my case, training for my FSR, um, that you're ever going to kind of be 100% on the eight ball all the time. There's always learning experiences. And as long as you kind of keep those in mind and move forward with that newfound knowledge, you're, you're going to be in a better position. And again, another lesson that I was lucky to learn early on, I had a few great bosses kind of throughout my career. But Uh, The ones in particular at the mine, they kind of they made it known pretty early how much they appreciated and respected the ability to be accountable for your own kind of mistakes would are the biggest thing. Obviously, it's pretty easy to take the credit for something you've done well. But, you know, the term accountability often refers to mistakes or, you know, shortcomings that we've had in our lives that you kind of have to have to be responsible for and you take responsibility for. So The one thing that I learned early was not to assume that admitting to a mistake is going to result in a demotion. Um, One of the things that they had specifically pointed to when I got a promotion to a supervisor position was the fact that I was able to be accountable for my mistakes. I didn't try to kick them under the rug or blame them on anybody else. I took responsibility for them. In some cases, even if it was somebody who I was overseeing, you know, because Shit may roll downhill, but scum floats. So, you know, if, if it's a project you're in charge of and, you know, something got overseen or somebody made a mistake under your watch where you should have been paying attention and should have picked up on it, that comes down to the supervisor to take uh, responsibility for that mistake as well. So, again, don't assume that being accountable or owning up to a mistake is going to result in a demotion as long as you can take that newfound knowledge, you can learn from those mistakes and you can move forward carrying that with you, everything's good and if you have a good employer or good management above you, they're gonna recognize that and you're gonna be rewarded for that, for that honesty. When it comes to a job, I mean all of this, everything we're talking about, the idea of accountability, being responsible, it all rolls right into your reputation and you know, as all of you guys know, no matter what field you're in, even if we're talking about relationships or friendships, whatever the case may be, um, reputations are very hard and very arduous to build up, but they can fall apart, you know, at the drop of a hat. Uh, one big mistake, one big dishonest moment, and that's it. Your reputation has evaporated. So, do your best to really keep that in mind. Uh, as we're talking about right now with work and with your career, um, that's especially important because you can you can make mistakes as long as you've kind of got that track record that shows that. That shows your character shows that you're able to learn from mistakes and able to again carry that knowledge forward that reputation takes you a long way people tend to overlook a quick mistake or a lapse in judgment because you have this long line of you know you're dependable you're trustworthy you're honest you're hard-working kind of you know do your best to tend to that make sure that you keep that up and then if you do have a you know, a shortcoming, an oversight, a mistake that you make. A lot of the time that gets overlooked, as long as you're able to honestly own up to it. And you kind of show that you learn from it. Don't worry about it so much. Everybody makes mistakes. And if you've got good management above you, they've all made mistakes to get to the point where they are too. So it's not like they're going to hold that against you. They shouldn't anyway. Obviously, it's a different story. If you're consistently messing up, you try to blame it on others, that's that's a whole different ball of wax. But what I'm talking about is trying to maintain that reputation moving forward. Do your best, and you know, you should, and you probably will get rewarded for that. And now I guess we can kind of move into the way that accountability and responsibility rolls into friendships, um, relationships, whatever, any aspect of your personal life, really. I mean, this all kind of carries on the idea of reputation, but just looking at it from a different lens. So thinking back to a specific example, I can remember I had a friend who, she had switched schools a fair bit through um, middle school to high school. And I remember it was always everybody else's fault at all these schools that that she went to, Um, you know, the teachers, the teachers didn't like her, the kids were all mean, there were just, you know, things were too clicky, whatever the case may be, it was always everybody else's fault. And I remember thinking even at that age, and then now it just kind of becomes more clear, is that, you know, a lot of the times you really have to look in the mirror. That's part of the accountability aspect of it, is you have to really take a good hard look at yourself sometimes. If every experience you seem to be in, every relationship, every job site, every friendship, there always seems to be, it's the other person's fault. You kind of got to really search for that common denominator, realize that, you may be the issue and it's not always the easiest problem to diagnose but it's important and to me anyway this is always kind of i kind of view it as a good thing if i can realize that i'm the problem in a specific environment like mainly i can think back to a a few job sites where i just didn't fit in on the cruise and i kept thinking you know everybody on this site is a douchebag like what's wrong with everybody here why is this site like this And then I kind of realized just the attitude and the aura I was giving off was, you know, pretty unfriendly, maybe pretty antisocial. It's something that I kind of have to actively work on and actively think about because I'm, I'm a fairly introverted person in general. But as soon as I kind of changed my attitude, went back into those same crews and realized, you know, they weren't the problem here, I was. There's something empowering about realizing that because it means you have control in the output of the situation, you know? A lot of the time that whatever the output is that you're looking for, it can be ter- determined by the input that you're willing to put into that situation. So if all it is is it means that I have to change my attitude or change my mentality and then I can have the output that I desire that I'm looking for, well that's easy. I can I can fix myself. I can't fix everybody else in a given environment. But I can change the way I'm looking at it or approaching a situation. So. This shouldn't be viewed as a negative. It should be viewed as a positive. It's something that you can take control of and you can you can influence. You can change the situation to become what you want it to be, you know? And moving into even um, romantic relationships, like I know a lot of the time in the past I've completely made mistakes, messed up in saying that, you know, um, I know I've said before, oh, all girls are crazy, Like, no, that's, that's definitely not the truth. And I've heard that, you know, the other way flipped around too, like all guys are pigs, whatever, everybody's pretty, pretty familiar with that term nowadays, or all men are trash. You know, that's not the case. Um, Everybody's an individual. You have good individuals on both sides. But if you're always experiencing the same thing, I mean, maybe you're drawing in the wrong crowd, or you're again, putting out the wrong kind of vibe or attitude, but It's time to be introspective. You've got to kind of look at the way you're approaching situations more than anything because it's not that everybody you encounter is going to be bad. That's just statistically impossible. So you really kind of got to take a look back at yourself and try not to use generalities like that. I mean, especially nowadays in kind of the political environment we're in, in just the social environment, the way everything kind of feels. Try to be as... (laughs) you know, in general as possible, try to view people as individuals. That's the real only way to, I don't know, kind of move forward through life happily. And with purpose is to just, you know, take people as they are, you don't have to take everybody as a member of some group, or, you know, attribute them to some tribe. And by looking at back at these relationships, you know, where I may have said, all women are crazy, which again, obviously wasn't true. I had a lot of demons that I ended up kind of unearthing through what originated as couples therapy, then I just decided to continue going on by myself when the relationship fell apart. Um, but, you know, all of these issues, I really tried to take responsibility for, I tried to address them, that was, again, through therapy, or just through introspective, you know, learning, trying to look back at the mistakes that I've made, and the way they've made people feel, or the way they've made me feel. But all of those lessons that I've learned, I try to take into my marriage now, like this is, you know, my longest relationship, I I love my wife dearly, and I don't know that I would be able to be this person that she needs me to be without the mistakes that I've made in the past, and without taking those lessons, learning from them, and applying that knowledge to my relationship now, I just, I don't think it would be possible. So, you know, if you're going through one of these dark periods, a breakup, whatever it may be, even if it's not your fault, even if it was something that was just thrown at you, you were blindsided, you know what, take all these lessons you're learning and really try to apply them, think them through, and try to apply that knowledge that you learned to your next relationship, to your next whatever you're going to get into. You know, try to keep this stuff in mind. Keep in mind the way you may have made your partner feel or the way they made you feel. Carry this all forward with you because all of this stuff is invaluable lessons moving forward. And when it comes to parenting, this is incredibly, incredibly important. I know I have a few friends who are new dads or who are expecting very soon. And uh, this kind of stuff, I mean, (sighs) I don't know how much a newborn or a baby is gonna pick up on accountability from a parent, but I know that as they get a little bit older, you know, that four, five, six and up, Uh, they can really pick up on, on you being responsible for your own mistakes. That's something that I definitely noticed or noticed a lack thereof in my parents at times. And it's something that I try to keep in mind with my kids, because, you know, as a parent, you're going to screw up all the time as well, especially as a new parent or going through any kind of new experience. Like, I mean, my oldest is nine. So I'm, Quite honestly, dreading the teenage years and the puberty years because I know how I was and how my siblings were. It was a nightmare. And so I'm I'm really hoping that I can cope with it. (laughs) But, you know, that's one experience at a time. I'm going to kind of have to take these days as they come at me. But uh, I've still got a few years left. So I'm kind of kind of enjoying this now. But it is definitely something that I'm being mindful of. But being accountable with your kids is so important. It's it's teaching them lifelong lessons that if you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. You just got to own up to it and learn from it. That comes in the, the form of, you know, like I've I've messed up with my kids before where I didn't realize that I had told them to do one thing. And then 10 minutes later, they're doing that thing I told them. And then I say, you know, what are you doing? Like, I, I, I completely forgot that that's what I'd asked them to do. And, you know, they'll call me on it. They say, well, you, you told us to do this. And if I were to then all of a sudden berate them for talking back or, you know, tell them like, what are you talking about? You have no idea. Like, what kind of an example is that going to set to them? That was their dad telling them one thing and then getting called on it and then just lying about it, being self-defensive. There's, there's no good lesson in that. And there's, they're going to remember that for a long time, that they can, you know, get ashamed, act out. Get defensive. That's not the type of people that I want to raise. That's not the type of person I want to be. So instead, you just have to say, "Oh, you know what, buddy? I'm sorry. You're right. I made up. I made a mistake. Um, I'm sorry about that. Just continue on with what you were doing." And you know, you really have to own up that. Own up to that. Make sure that. Make sure that you're setting that right example for the type of people that you you want them to be as adults. You want them to be as teenagers. I mean. I want nothing more than for my kids to kind of move out into the world as formidable, caring, empathetic human beings, but but people who are, you know, honest. Honesty is the biggest thing when it comes to parenthood, when it comes to relationships, and when it comes to work, and that obviously goes hand in hand with accountability. Just being able to own up to those mistakes that you do make, again, learn from them and carry that message forward. I know I've repeated that probably 17 times on this podcast now, but It's just, to me, it's one of the most important aspects um, in life, really. But whether it it goes through your career, your personal relationships, or your relationships to your kids, you got to be honest and you got to be accountable. And so that was one thing that, again, growing up, I didn't always experience from my parents. I, I don't know how much of it was their fault. I mean, I know they were going through a lot with each other in the divorce, but I know I know even today, moving forward, there's certain things that I wish that they would kind of come clean about and take ownership of that they never have. It's stuff that me or my siblings have definitely challenged them on, but they haven't necessarily taken account for it. And it's really tough. Think about this with your kids moving forward. If if you don't ever take account for the mistakes that you make, or you don't take responsibility for them, it's very hard for those issues to ever really be forgiven and cleaned up. That's something that I've experienced with my parents over the years. It's just that, you know, there's there's certain things they may, I mean, at this point, they may not remember, but it's it's not that they weren't brought up at any point. It's just that, you know, as kids, they were kind of brushed under the rug. They were blamed on somebody else. And, but to me anyway, and to my siblings those are still unresolved issues that nobody's ever really taken responsibility for and so because of that you know forgiveness and all that stuff that's necessary to kind of maintaining a relationship have never taken place there's a lot of kind of open wounds there that still haven't been dealt with so really i urge you not to let that kind of that kind of stuff take place in your relationships with your kids clean them up be responsible take ownership of your mistakes and then you know you guys can all move forward with with that open transparency in your relationship and that's the only way to really go about it. And personally this podcast has been great for that for you know whenever i kind of publicly release an episode and i have something in it that i've said or some something that i like to try to live by. I mean i'm i'm really i'm really doing a pretty good job of trying to hold myself accountable. I mean if it's out there in the public space, I sure as hell better be doing it behind closed doors because otherwise that would just make me a hypocrite and kind of the antithesis of being honest and accountable. So that's one thing I really enjoy about this podcast. It's that it's helped me stay accountable to goals I set or things that I discuss. And so for me, that's been really helpful. And like I've said in a, a past episode, but kind of the precursor to this podcast was, I used to just kind of record myself when I was having issues that I was trying to work through, or struggles in life. Uh, record them, and then re-listen back to myself, you know, be it a few hours or a few days later whenever I've kind of moved on mentally to a new topic. And it really helped me alter my perspective on a lot of things because, you know, if it was a challenge I was setting for myself, then I knew I would have to hold myself accountable before I listened to it again. Or if it was something that I was really actively trying to work through, then I could oftentimes just hear it, hear it played back to me as if somebody else was saying it to me. And then, you know, a lot of the times I could pick apart the stupid aspects of my argument and I could kind of pick apart what I what was really at the base of what was bothering me. So I do challenge you guys if you're struggling with this or if you want to hold yourself accountable, set a few goals and really try to stick to them. Record them, listen back to them in a few days or in a week. Whenever whatever this time frame is that you're you're kind of deciding on, it's a great tool that I've found. You can write them down too. It's kind of the same thing and then read them back later, but for me anyway, the amount of driving that i do i don't get a chance to write a lot so i would record it and then listen back to it later and it, it really helps hold you accountable to a lot of the things that you're trying to accomplish this is also actually one of the good things about social media too if you put it out there on social media then you know it's a good it's another good way of kind of holding yourself accountable right now i'm doing the movember challenge so i'm trying to run or well in my case jog 60 kilometers over the month of november representing the 60 men worldwide who commit suicide every hour of every day. So, but I'm I'm trying to put up uh, kind of daily daily installments. I'm trying to do a jog every day. I did take today off today's Sunday. I'm trying to rest one day a week so I don't blow my legs out. But you know, I'm putting it out there every single day. I'm posting it, holding myself accountable, making people realize that I am taking this seriously and that I'm, I'm trying to accomplish this goal. But that is one bonus of social media is that once you put it out there and you make it known to your friends, they can help hold you accountable as well. That's kind of all that I have on really the accountability, but this last little bit is just basically because of the world today, you know? Like, we have to be open to new ideas or viewpoints. Being accountable means admitting mistakes, learning from them, and moving forward with that new knowledge. This can apply to our mindsets as well. You know, especially nowadays, do your best to be open to others. This election and today's political climate is clear evidence that we're more divided than ever. We've got to look for ways to bridge that divide. You know, we have a lot more in common than we may think. And we can all teach each other a thing or two, as long as we're open to having those conversations. Like being willing to hold yourself accountable to mistakes at work or in your personal life and learn from them. You have to have that same view when it comes to viewpoints or ideas. Don't get stuck on a certain set of ideas or viewpoints and be unwilling to budge. You may come across somebody who really alters those, but the only way that they're going to be able to alter them and you're going to be able to have those meaningful discussions is if you're open to it. You have to be willing to have those conversations. You know, we can't view everything through this tribal lens of, you know, you voted that way. Well, I voted this way. So I've, you know, we're dehumanizing each other. And again, this really has nothing to do with accountability. It's just kind of reflections on this whole period of the election. Biden's won, or at least, you know, that's the way it seems at this point. I'm really hoping that it can kind of bring the country together, but I have no idea. I have no idea moving forward. It feels more divided than ever, but I'm hoping that people can kind of, you know, get some semblance of togetherness. I mean, all of us are in this together. Again, I'm I'm Canadian, so take this all with a grain of salt. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Canada, though, is not far behind as far as being politically divided but you know it's it's scary we can't just view everything through this tribal lens you know we're all in this together we're all human beings and we all have something that we can teach each other as long as we're willing and open to hear that so you can't get stuck on these ideas or stuck in this certain mindset you got to be open same idea of being accountable you know you have to be able to view where your weaknesses are, or where your mistakes may have occurred, and be willing to learn from that and carry that new knowledge forward. that That comes in the same that comes into play as well with hearing new viewpoints from other people who you may think you have very little in common with, but you know you can be surprised. We all have a lot more in common than we may think. We have to take responsibility for and hold ourselves accountable for the change that we'd like to see in this world. You know, there's enough division. Be the example you'd like to see in the world. We aren't all gonna get along, but don't dehumanize people just because of who they voted for or because they hold a different opinion on a certain topic. It starts at the individual, and we're all responsible for our own person and our own attitude in the world. And if you're still with me at this point, (laughs) thank you, I appreciate it. Sorry about that last few minutes. It's just, I don't know, things really feel, they feel weird in the world right now, to be honest. I can't stand it, I'm not a very, I don't know aggressive or confrontational person at all so speaking out in you know the peace and quiet of my basement right now into a microphone is is pretty easy and it's a better way for me to lay out my thoughts but it's something I really think that we all need to kind of alter in our mindsets we gotta we gotta try to find some sense of unity again and I know that's hard to do but anyway thank you for listening to that little bit that's kind of it um I hope that you guys found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, comment, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point, and I look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook and at Jacket Plaid on Twitter. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support, and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon.